0: this episode of a guest in the house was recorded in early may and although we talked about recent losses such as ahmaud arbery fred the godson and little richard this was recorded before the police killing of George Floyd on May 25th.
1: We uh, would like to just acknowledge the um, loss of George Floyd, and um, we want to send our condolences to his family, and we want to send love to um, the entire human family uh, globally and in our country. I wonder where the time gone. Top five over 35, I mean that. Who said I'm rusty? Yeah, must be
2: okay we're back
1: <laughs> feels like it's been a while man
0: back from quarantine we're back still oh, in quarantine. we're still in
1: quarantine we're just but still just back 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 yeah back you know the funny thing about that is no one knows we went anywhere exactly but, right um the the the, the 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 marvels of technology man um, but yeah we haven't been recording for a couple weeks
0: well we had a few episodes in the can, so uh we stuck to our every two weeks. We're still a bi weekly podcast. So Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. just 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 being transparent and you know, giving it. you guys a peek behind the curtain. Um we do have episodes in Tuck. We're not Ooh. always um <laughs> recording the but we are um we do have one coming this Tuesday, don't we? I think so, and they're no, all out a, of this order. This is a podcast weekend, and they're all out of order.
0: Yeah, sometimes we record one and put it right up, and sometimes it'll sit there for weeks because we've got new ones we decide are more timely. Oh yeah,
1: beautiful, beautiful. That's how it works, guys. Um, until we get that big budget, and then we can um sit in the studio and record like the Monday and release it on Tuesday.
0: That's you know? it. Uh, until so, then. speaking of timeliness, though, cool. Um, we're gonna talk about music today. Um, There's a lot of issues going on.
1: Yeah, Um, I I agree.
0: So rest in peace to Sean Reed, Indianapolis.
1: I don't. I don't. Are we beginning with an R.I.P. segment? Because I think so.
0: There's so many. Roy um, Horn.
1: I don't know when this is going to um, air, but I I opened my phone this morning and whoa! So Mm -hmm. um, rest in peace, Andre Harrell, Um, Little Richard. Little Richard, um, Andre Harrell is the uh, founder of um, Uptown Records, um, mentor and um, discoverer of Puff Daddy and Mary J. Blige and Jodeci and that entire, you know, r and hip hop sound of the 90s. Also a um, member of the rap group Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. From Dr. The, Jekyll early, and Mr. Hyde. Oh, yeah. An early... Um, an early employee of um russell simmons one of the Mm -hmm. first to work at rush management actually hired lear cohen um so that's that's a big loss for just you know the culture and um the music in general and then a little richard if i have to give you guys a little richard bio (laughs) you're in trouble google little richard if, if if that's the case um icon um rock and roll soul icon
0: absolutely yeah, without Little Richard, of course, we wouldn't have Prince.
1: No, would you know? Some would argue we wouldn't have you know the Elvises of the world and guys oh, yeah. like that too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, you know what I mean. Not there's, there's no Prince without Little Richard for sure. Absolutely,
0: and of course, RIP to Ahmad Aubrey. Of
1: course, of course, of course, of course. Man, yeah, justice for. Ahmad Arbery. It's been a rough uh, couple of weeks. It's been a rough couple of months. My Yeah man. I mean that
0: we got the <laughs> video in the past couple of weeks but of course it's been going on for a couple of months.
1: 2020 has been quite interesting. Quite interesting. Um, and you know I guess the theme may be the more things change the more things seem the same. I mean I, I don't know how racism still has a um way of showing itself even in a global pandemic you know you would Mm -hmm. think they you think racism would take a couple months off until we get this thing straight but no no
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean if if your house is on fire we like to use that metaphor of a house on this podcast we can can stick with the nation as a house
1: oh man if your house is on fire and
0: like your plumbing goes haywire your house is still on fire yeah you know, it yeah. just even if anything else, the fire is burning a little more out of control because your attention's on something different.
1: Yeah, yeah. How about that? How about that?
0: Yeah. So there's the depressing stuff. <laughs> We're yeah. Going to start off with that. Yeah. Because we do want to talk about music today. Because oh, sometimes, man, I, I don't want to be.
1: Um, I don't want to miss anybody. So also, yeah. uh, rest in peace, uh, King Shooter, who was a young up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, rapper from Queensbridge, um, signed to um, Nas's Mass Appeal
2: mm-hmm.
1: label. He was a um, friend of uh, Dave East. He's another hip hop, up and coming hip hop artist. Um, and I'm sure. Oh, um, I would be remiss. Uh, my brother Ty. Ty. Um, yeah. 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 London-based MC producer um, personality. Just just Only a figure in hip hop, right? Yeah, very beloved figure, man. Um, good brother. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy out here, man. It's just crazy. And um, rest in peace, Fred the Godson, as well. Wow. I I gotta stop there. I can't, you know. And rest in peace to all the those who have um fallen, um, who have succumbed either to the coronavirus or to just something else. Um, uh, um, condolences to their families and loved ones. Um, it, it's just it's a rough time, man. You know, if you love somebody. Uh, let them know. Oh. So on to hip hop my man. You so know what I on want to do? Let's get right into something. You tagged it. me
0: <laughs> in one of
1: these challenges yesterday.
0: <laughs> I did. I got tagged and then I passed it right on to you. Cause cause sharing means caring. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the 20
1: for 20 challenge. Mm-hmm. 20 days Twenty albums, twenty years. So That's it. starting with the year two thousand, our favorite album from two thousand to two thousand twenty, every single mm. year. You um started off with um you know, a, a album that is spoken about maybe on every episode of this <laughs> podcast. So. Um, supreme clientele by Ghostface, mm. which is the obvious pick for the best album oh, yeah. of that year. Maybe the decade. But maybe the decade. But yeah. in my then having to research because I don't know what came out what year. I've all these years are blurred to me. After eighty eight, <laughs> after ninety four, <laughs> I can tell you everything that came out in ninety four. I can tell you ninety three. Like you know, to I, mean? I can almost tell you the date. You know, Snoop's album came out. right? but after in the two thousands, I'm I'm lost. They're all the two thousands is like one big year to me. So I had to go back and actually, you know, do the internets and uh, Google the year 2000. <laughs> I was
2: surprised.
1: You I had to do some
0: research.
1: I had trouble coming up with what would have been, I guess, the second best album that came out that year because I'm yeah. conceding Supreme Clientel. I obviously didn't want to use the same album you used. But, I mean, Dead Prez's first album, Let's Get Free, came out that Ooh, year. Um, okay. Common, Common drop, like Water for Chocolate, that mm-hmm. year. Um, I went with um, Prodigy, H-N-I-C.
0: I saw that. And, you know, yeah. that's an album I did not get into as much at the time. I don't excellent. know what happened, but I, I just was not listening to that a lot. Sometimes, you, 2000, just,
1: 2000. sometimes you just miss things. That was an excellent album. Yeah. Um, the Locks, We Are the Streets. Mm,
2: um, yeah. Okay
1: was another one uh cameron's um, sports drug and sports drugs and entertainment dropped that year um okay um, uh, for the um for the the backpack guys um high tech in talib kwali mm. trainer thought great album dropped that year so it was actually
0: a much better year
1: than i thought
0: yeah <laughs> It was a pretty good year. Um, I'm sorry I stole the best one right off the bat, but uh, that's how it works. I got there first. That
1: is (laughs) how it works. That is how it works.
0: Now, um, have
1: you you entered your entry for 2001 yet?
0: I just put it up. It is Master Ace Disposable Art. I knew it would be. Uh, I knew it would be. And I went ahead and, you know, I tagged Ace himself. So we'll see. We'll see if he joins us.
1: Beautiful. I'm going to um, – I haven't posted yet, but I'll give you a um, sneak peek. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and be that guy and say that it was Jay-Z's blueprint. hmm I'm going to be that guy. I, I want to be contrarian, but <laughs> it, 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 I was. that's all I was playing that year,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's probably at the top of a lot of people's list for yeah. that year yeah 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 but
1: that um that disposable arts is a classic
0: it's such a good album and at the time i don't think it got it definitely didn't sell a lot you <laughs> heard in several yeah. interviews um, it just didn't really match the level of sales of ace's earlier work at least right off the bat yeah but yeah man, it's such a good album such good commentary Almost along the line of De La Sola's stakes as high, but taking yeah. even further, just the idea of kind of being at the pinnacle of your artistic skill, but you know, feeling like the the industry is moving on and leaving you behind, you're like you've been in it too long that you're gonna ever really make it commercially, and just all that that uneasy mix of art and business. Yeah. Yeah, And it's fun, you know, it's not like a sermon. I mean, it's full of skits. It's got MC Paul Barman on there. um, Plays the role of uh, Aces Characters' roommates at the Institute of Disposable Arts. It's got Mm -hmm. Greg Nice, Mm -hmm. Young Mm -hmm. Z, The Alcoholics, Rod Punch, and Wordsworth. Nice. Nice. It's a great album. It's a really good album. I made it required listening. The first semester I taught the hip-hop and American culture class at Ryder University, I made this one of the required listening, a full album.
1: Nice. And See, we were
0: like, able to bring Ace in. He actually came in as a guest speaker, played a show, um, did like a long Q&A with students, and it was really oh, cool.
1: That is cool. That is yeah. cool. I missed that one. That, that like, I guess, you and the Prodigy album yeah. the year before, I missed that album in 2001. Mm-hmm. I, I, I sense heard that album it's funny because i have that album on vinyl but it, you know it was just i was collecting um records back then and i just had it i never actually listened to it until years later but um when i look at this list of 2001 i realize that um not only did Jay-Z release The Blueprint in 2001, but Nas released Stillmatic in mm-hmm. 2001. So I'm sure my year was occupied yeah. just being
0: <laughs> a mainstream hip-hop <laughs> And you know, I was probably listening to, in 2000, Supreme Clientel and Operation Doomsday, which right. came out in 1999. So MF Doom's first album under the name MF Doom and under the persona MF Doom. I listened to that at least for another full year like every day
1: of course of course and of course ghostface followed up supreme clientele mm-hmm. with bulletproof wallets in 2001 as well that's so right yeah busy year busy <laughs> year busy year yeah some good stuff was coming out some good stuff better than i thought better yeah. than i thought
0: absolutely yeah you know that that early 2000 even like late late 90s early 2000s sometimes feels like a dead spot for releases when you look back but there was a lot of stuff coming out
1: i'm i'm going to i'm going to um guess that this is going to get harder in the next couple of days (laughs) (laughs) Mm. We'll see what happens in, in, in 3 and
0: '04. See, I've got was... a bunch of Doom releases coming up. Oh, yes, you're serious? You're under... just gonna,
1: you're just gonna yeah. kill, You're just gonna doom me to death. Yeah. I think there's gonna be King Ghidra, <laughs> Victor
0: Vaughn. I mean, there's a lot of Doom stuff in those early mid 2000s. You're gonna doom me to death.
1: Yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't late on Doom because. I can't say I was late on Doom because I was early on Zev Love X. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> but maybe I was early on Zev Love X and late on Doom. But um, I I I wasn't catching Doom releases when they were being released. Okay. I, caught, I caught Doom releases later and then caught them all kind of not in order and just as I caught them. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. I got on... Do maybe around the um stuff with Mad Lib
0: is when I yeah, like 2004. Or yeah, something and then right? I had then I started going right. back. Yep, yeah, you know, another 2000 album I liked a lot was Del the Funky Homo Sapiens, Both Sides of the Brain. Yeah, 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 that was a good album.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I listened to that a lot that year. It's got a couple of good casual verses.
1: Digging, yeah, Segway, oh, segue, segue. <laughs> Segway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so all of you out there in the quarantine isolation, you've probably been catching some pretty cool Instagram live moments in hip hop. Yeah, yeah, you know, I hope you've yeah. seen some of these battles that have been happening. I caught a lot of the uh, premiere versus Rizzo battle.
1: It's been a great time to be 35 and up. I yeah, tell it's you. true. It's where where where. I mean, when everybody came inside, we came outside. It is this is our time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> the young people have to sit down. The, uh, the old heads are having quite a run right now. The, um, yeah, what did you think of the uh, RZA um, premiere battle?
0: You know, in the end, I think that RZA is probably the only producer that can make a couple hours of premiere songs sound almost a little dull by the end of it. And I'm that's sure. saying a lot, because I love premiere.
1: But you love RZA, though.
0: Yeah, I think just
1: the energy and <laughs> some of those res beats. But you love, you love Risa, though. I will say this. Um one, you know, I, I was in there and I'm listening, you know, I'm watching all the comments and people were really into the battle. Like people really wanted to see a battle. That which was a, a bit surprising to me because <laughs> you know, I I just I'm not a I, I wasn't expecting a battle between Premiere and Reza. That's a celebration. You know what I mean? Oh. We're we're all kind of just lucky to be able to just witness something like that so i wasn't expecting this strategic like battle that everybody was looking for that being said i think a lot of people um just from what i observed went in there thinking primo by a landslide i don't know why right. people thought that i don't know where that came from
0: <laughs> i think he some had, biggie beats that i, I think
1: have. people had rizzo all the way effed up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all, all the way. And I guess it makes sense because when you think about it, you say, all he has is Wu Tang. Yeah. The problem with that line <laughs> of thinking is Wu Tang is probably the greatest collective <laughs> in yeah. the history of hip hop. So all you need is. <laughs> it's nine guys already. So, you know, when you get into. When you get into it, you know, like uh, you're listening. And also I don't, you know, and I guess this goes to what we're saying about the the battle. Mm -hmm. Premier didn't pick the songs like he was trying to battle. You know what I mean? When he dropped the MOP one, I was like, okay, he's not battling. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) MOP's top five group for me. But I recognize that if you're in a battle on Instagram live... You know, rules of the game is probably not one of the twenty you should have chosen. So once I heard yeah. that, I said, "All right, but they're, they're chilling."
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just,
1: they're just, they're just having a good time. But uh,
0: and their banter I, back and forth—I mean, yeah, that, totally that was the, showing that each was other the respect. Gold
1: part. That was that was the nice. gold part. The stories and just yeah. the you know the little anecdotes about the records mm-hmm. and you know this I met this guy in a pizza shop before he was you know that kind of stuff yeah. I, you know I live I live for that type of stuff so <laughs> it was it was that was an awesome night that was an awesome night did you did you catch Teddy Riley Babyface you know
0: <laughs> it, it's not enough hip hop for me <laughs> I caught a lot of jokes about it <laughs> it
1: was it was it was both nights were uh, pretty eventful. It was pretty, it was a, uh,
0: man, it stopped culture for sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. I know it's, they're just huge cultural touchstones, but R&B is just something I've never gotten. Out well, before. you know, you know, how I, you know
1: how I feel about the R&B. So, yeah. you know, I was, I was all, I was all in, but it was, um, a big moment. Great moment. Um, tonight, um, You guys won't hear this, but tonight, mm. uh, Jill Scott and Erica Badu will.
0: That's um, a good one. I am interested
1: that. in that one. That I can't wait for. We're going to um, have some party favors, <laughs> and um, we're gonna burn some incense and dim the lights, and we're gonna we're gonna have us a good time in the uh, Shank's household here tonight. <laughs> that sounds fun. This is gonna be. This is gonna be quite. Quite awesome. Um, Segway. Mm-hmm. Um, we're segwaying all over the place. But then um, we
0: don't actually get to the
1: next then piece. Then we don't but... actually get to the next piece, but we're getting there. Um, I, but I just, I wanted I, I wanted to mention, and uh, we'll probably double back. Man, this would have been a great um, conversation to have with um Jana. Yeah. Our um, female correspondent. I watched last night with Wifey. We watched a conversation between um, Nikki Giovanni and, um. wow, why, why did that just happen? me? I just had a brain freeze that quick. Come on, give me Angela Davis. Oh, really? A, amazing. Hmm. Amazing conversation for about an hour. Is, um, sponsored or brought... To us by a group called Girl Trek. Girl oh, Trek.
0: so this is brand new. This
1: was literally
0: wow, last like, night, to see this. like
1: live, both of them okay. 76 years old, in their houses, quarantined. It was I um, I think it's um I'm pretty sure it's online. I'll I'll search for a link and send it to you. But amazing conversation. I would um suggest to any primarily of our um female listeners, if we have any. <laughs> <laughs> To uh, check that out. I'm going to send a um, link to Young Yaz because Young Yaz um, needs to um, listen to that conversation. It was really empowering.
0: Yaz is her intern, as uh, seasoned listeners of the podcast know, of course.
1: Of course, Um, of course.
0: course. She's just wrapping up her semester at Ryder University virtually away from campus because we're not even allowed to step foot on campus we Weird. have to get special permission if we feel that we have to come to campus and i don't wow. so <laughs> luckily, if i say luckily no one yeah. really <laughs> i don't see any reason to oh
1: man crazy so let's get to this big head science man
0: come on okay so big head science this is casual smash yes. rockwell from the hieroglyphics conglomerate plus solo albums for what three decades now i guess yeah so i didn't mean to I didn't mean to. It ain't my fault that your girl got caught. That's off that first album, Fear <laughs> Itself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That was my jam. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've been a casual fan for years. And I've been seeing, I watch his Instagram because he puts up a lot of really good freestyles when he is out camping in his RV. You or put like, me on. You put me on. It's amazing. I mean, he'll go out in the woods, have a campfire, like in the clearing and he'll set up and like do a freestyle. <laughs> and it's kind of an awesome combination, the RV camping lifestyle and classic hip-hop. Yeah. So about he only announced this about two hours ahead of time on Instagram. I saw him say, I'm going to have a listening party for my new album. And I know that, that Dave and I have been waiting to hear this new album because we've caught little bits and pieces he sneaked onto Instagram. So, you know, I I told Dave immediately, you know, we got to see this thing. And there were were only about 70 people there, right? Maybe it was the short notice, but it was amazing. He played the new album, um, even played a couple songs twice. He was just so excited about them. And what I really loved about it, I was watching him. This is probably, I would say, maybe his 10th album. And that's a guess. He's put out a lot of music over a lot of years. Yeah, he was I was just no so excited to play this and a preview this for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what
1: I love um because we mentioned I actually mentioned him when we were talking about our 2000 2001 mm. conversation just casually casually. casually. <laughs> <laughs> we brought him up and I love to see These guys, 20 years in, 25 years in, the enthusiasm still for the music. As someone who's been writing rhymes for the better part of 30 years, (laughs) um, and I've gone through many phases of jadedness and just, you know, joy and pain with it it's just to see that the enthusiasm just to still I want to play music for you guys new music for you guys because a lot (laughs) of us you know a lot of us are trapped in the nostalgia a lot of the older artists Mm -hmm. are just trapped in nostalgia giving us this classic album over and over and over and over and over again it's like that's great and we love it and we celebrate it and we champion it but where's the new material
2: Mm -hmm. get
1: active you know um you sent me a um, record from daddy Professor Daddy-O, uh-huh. from um, Stetsasonic and um, Pasta News the other day. I, lo- I love it. I Isn't love that a great song? See- it's a great song. I love to see these guys active, you know, yeah. and, and, and enthusiastic about it. Not just, you know, trying to, you know, nostalgia us to death and legend us to death. And... I don't want to be cruel. We're going to have to revisit that legend conversation one day. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) not today. (laughs) Some of these guys are like, okay, you had a hit song in 84. Yeah. Legend. I guess you're you're a legend because you're still here and you're a legend. Mm -hmm. So all, all respect to that. But, you know, from a, if we're looking at it, you know, like I always make my sports references. It's like, okay, the, the guy who made one all-star game in 93, a legend. <laughs> like Harold Miner won a dunk contest. Is he a legend, an NBA legend for having one good year? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But I, I I appreciate seeing all the guys who, um, you know, still doing it 20, 25 years later. But back to the... Um, Big Head
0: Science. I mean, Big Head Science is this casual album. It's a really good album. Really, good. what's your favorite song on there? What's your favorite track? Um, you know what? I haven't, I haven't
1: got it home yet. Okay. To digest it, but on the live, mm-hmm. I really um love the uh the one with uh Ghostface and um, Killer Priest. And I think yeah. it was Planet Asia on there too. Mm-hmm. I really like that one. And then there was another one that if he played it, I would know that that was the one, but I can't remember it right now. But um, I, I liked all the records he
0: played. I think we can the get Razz-Cast. by with that. The a few seconds? The Razcast. yeah. 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 And Festo yeah. has a couple of really good verses. Yeah, another guy from yeah, the Hieroglyphics yeah. crew. Yeah. So my favorite track, I think I can get by with playing a couple seconds of this, right? Of course. Okay. So even just this beat, um the song is called When I Ain't Around. Man, listen to that, right? Yeah, it's I mean, good stuff. yeah. Yeah, I mean that track, that's definitely my favorite. I hadn't heard even a snippet of that before I caught his uh Instagram live. Album release party, which mm-hmm. is like a pre-release because the album didn't actually come out for another couple of weeks. Correct, correct. But I found that little spot and I paid attention to the time marker. And before his live disappeared, like twenty four hours later, I probably went back and played that song ten times. Wow, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> good track.
1: Wow, wow. And that, did that one have a feature, or was that that's
0: just casual?
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Talk about the uh, rollout because um, it was a it's a very interesting rollout for this album
0: yeah it was a really interesting And casual is like a businessman you know he's always talking about like parcels of land he owns in california and you know he's he's almost it's like a survivalist and uh he's always like he'll put up a grade he got from taking a, a remote class at emory in like ancient art of uh africa Um, he's he's like a renaissance man i mean i'm always i look even his uh instagram bio it calls him like a marksman and (laughs) angler marksman father rapper wow he kind of does it all so the rollout for this album he did this uh instagram live pre-release party where you could hear the album and in its entirety for the first time and then even though the album was going to go up streaming for free Um, He's not attached to a label, as far as I understand. It's just him putting music straight out. Right. He gave listeners an offer to pay $100 for the album. Mm -hmm. Now, this is to pay $100 for an album that is free and that you're going to hear in a matter of days, and it's going to be up streaming on Spotify and Apple Music and wherever else, and it's just going to be free. But in advance, you could pay $100 for it. Now, in the vein of um,
1: <laughs> in the vein of um, Nipsey Hussle, the, the late great Nipsey Hussle, who did the uh, "Proud mm. to Pay" campaign, and he yeah. was the, uh, one of the first hundred dollar album um, rollouts. But mm-hmm. attached to that hundred dollar rollout, and you'll um, correct me, was like a rebate program for. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a $25 rebate program if you um, was able to put someone else on to the album? So if That's you referred, right. like a referral program, right? If you That's referred it. an individual, let's say you paid $100 for the album, but then somehow you were able to put me onto it and I paid $100 for the album, you would get a $25 kickback. That's That it. I've never heard of.
0: So you're like an investor. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like agent. a very friendly hip hop pyramid scam.
1: Yeah, yeah. Referral agent. So referral agent. Was, there you go. <laughs> that was um that was extremely unique. Extremely unique.
0: Yeah, it was really cool and a lot of people did it. You know, I saw people get on and say, you know, here's my contribution. I learned about the album from this person. And you mm-hmm. know, casual jump on and say, Okay, give me your your Venmo or your PayPal. I'm gonna make sure I send you that twenty-five dollars right now. So it's just like a little business enterprise surrounding the rollout of this album. Mm. And I saw um Everlast was on there. I saw... Redman. Redman gave him a shout yeah. out. Big Boy from Outcast. Wow. wow. Ended up giving him a shout out. Yeah. So he had some big names out there supporting. And of course, you know, he's a guy that's been in the rap game for decades now. So he's made his connections over the years. People know who Casual is and haven't forgotten. Uh, it was just I, really
1: cool to see. You know, it's I, like I told you, I love it. I yeah. love it. I had a great um, conversation. Speaking of that, Mm. um, because it's all wrapped into this moment we have now that we're all home. And, um, I believe you told me you did take in some of that Big Daddy Kane IG live.
0: No, I missed that. I caught Kwame.
1: You caught Kwame's um, thing. Yeah. And that was good too. But I didn't catch, I only caught one little by five minutes of the Big Daddy Kane, um, quarantine concert but all reports say that he smashed it really like, yeah and, that's probably you know,
0: archived where we can go back and watch it right? I,
1: I think we should be able to track that yeah. down somewhere okay. um but there's been some some amazing just kind of um you know d nice is mm-hmm. getting all of the d nices pretty much saved <laughs> 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 saved the world with his uh DJ thing I watched last weekend, the um, the originals. So the originals are um, Stretch Armstrong, mm. D Nice, DJ Clark Kent, uh, DJ Tony Touch, and um, Rich Medina, who I know you're familiar with. Yeah, um, these five guys for the last several years have been throwing a party in New York City, uh, an amazing party. And so they took to the, I don't know, social meds, and they had their um, party last weekend. Each DJ got a set, so five or six hours of each DJ getting a set. It was really amazing. I tuned in. I missed Tony Touch, but I, I tuned in for um, most of Stretcher Armstrong and then Clark Kent and D-Nice, and Clark mm-hmm. Kent was in rare form.
0: Um, see that's another one I missed. I saw people talk about it after it was over. Yeah, yeah, no that was that was that was
1: amazing. Um yeah, it's just been some great some great moments man and it, I I love to see folks that um we cherish, you mm-hmm. know what I mean, kind of from our um formative years Mm -hmm. kind of you know having their resurgence and having getting their moment man and just 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 being able to get in the groove and it speaks to you know um a conversation i was having with a, a fellow rapper friend of mine the other day about just timing you know and um being prepared and being um able to adjust and pivot you yeah. know what I mean and move with the with the, the winds of change and how those who are able to make those pivots can can survive and can thrive even if they've been quiet for uh, several years you know something oh, happens yeah. you're prepared in that moment and the next thing you know you're you're back in the spotlight um so I think it's a wonderful thing man um a lot of uh folks have been reaching out to me um in hopes of getting me to um, pick up a mic again
0: mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> i'd like to see
1: that i haven't quite um you know i don't feel it my buddy uh juxtapose shout out to juxtapose he sent me two beats yesterday in fact i haven't listened to them yet um maybe i will after this uh, after we pod but um yeah so i don't i don't you know i don't know i'm, I'm not i'm not feeling it yet but um uh, a producer from Belarus, um, I, b- I hope he's from Belarus, I believe he's from Belarus, uh, Dreyard, Dreyard Beats, he released um, a three song EP um, this week, and um, I'm featured on one of these songs apparently, and so uh, maybe we'll play that for my um, yeah, that lyrical contribution great. today, I- I'll-, I'll give you guys the verse from that, that got really heard uh, that yet.
0: As far yeah, as I know, yeah. no, that's no, not no, on no. the Tron Diggs playlist. I got
1: no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. This one, this one is brand old,
0: new. but old but brand new.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess good to good to hear me out there still. Yeah. But, um, you
0: know. So, how hard is it? We talked about enthusiasm. How hard is it after years of making music to still feel excited to get back out there, excited to play your new stuff for people?
1: For me, yeah, um, it's 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 I it's not tough because I'm not struggling with it. I'm mm. really in a good place, you yeah. know what I mean. And I think um, that's the funny thing. I think you know, folks think like. Oh, I want to do it, but maybe like I have like a writer's block or I have like a, you know, like a, I'm, I'm, I'm jaded or I'm upset or I'm <laughs> bitter or, and really it's just, I don't have any rhymes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I just, I don't really have anything to rap about. You know, we're, we're, we're doing the pod. We're dropping biweekly. Um, you know, I'm talking, I, I just, um. Launched the uh, first episode of the People versus Anti-People online series. I'm calling that like a pod doc. You know what I mean? Um, I should trademark that before I start saying it. There you go. Um, <laughs> pod doc,
0: trademark.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, um, so I'm talking a lot. And I think that um, as a 42-year-old man, um, this is serving me better right now. Talking instead of rapping and so i don't know when i feel like rapping again i think I, I i'm sure i will but right now i'm comfortable talking i really don't have any so i can i can't say it's difficult you know what i mean I, I can't say it's difficult we you know i did jazz hop in 2018 so that's um about a year and a half close to 2 years now
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that was really I mean, you know, I got a song on there. I'm talking to my brother. I got a song on there. I'm talking to a uh, girl who I didn't have, and now I got back. I, I, got, I got a song on there. I'm talking about my unborn children. Like, I, I don't really have much else to talk about. <laughs> I kind of gave it all up. I kind of gave it all up. So I'm good. I'm good.
0: That's great. I mean, it it feels good to take some time off too. I mean, you're gonna come back when you're ready to rhyme, and it's gonna be stronger. You're gonna be refreshed. You're gonna have new stuff to talk about.
1: That's the hope. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the hope. That's the hope. I don't ever want to not. You know, I you know the whole like I'm retired, I don't rap anymore Mm. thing has always kind of been corny to me. Like I I don't like I've outgrown rap, and that's never gonna be the case for me. I'll never outgrow hip hop. That's why I, I sit down and you know have hour conversations with you about it you know a couple times a month because I you know I love it and you know I'm, I'm of it so I'm never gonna be unenthused I'm never it's never gonna be too many new releases that come out that I'm not up on there's not gonna be too many new artists I mean there's a million artists so I'm not gonna catch all of you guys but if if it's meant to get to my ears it'll get to my ears and I'll, I'll tune in and I'm kind of Content with that, man, Yeah, you know, kind of content with that. I I, I spent a lot of the conversation I was having with my buddy juxtapose. He was saying like, yo, man, you know, how good is it to see? Because he also went through the same thing. He's like a project manager at his job now and making great money. And he's like, I just I couldn't see my way as an underground rapper. Like I couldn't see giving up the opportunity to like take care of my children to like pursue underground hip hop. When we were doing this thing yeah. back in 2009, 2010, 2000, there was no Griselda. There were, you know what I mean? There was none of this happening. It was a struggle. <laughs> there was no light being shunned on, <laughs> on, um, on hip hop from, you know, our perspective. Um, you know, there was no Royce five nines. I mean, they were around, but they weren't thriving. You know, it was a, it was yeah. a struggle.
0: especially royce he came back from a lot
1: yeah yeah it was a struggle you know we had god bless rock marciano who Mm. was able to like survive that entire time and now be heralded as one of the best but it it was a struggle so um you know and then this is pre-streaming and then i started getting a lot of my inroads right when streaming was kind of kicking back. So I got caught kind of like in that transition from digital downloads to streaming. Mm-hmm. So when I started kicking up into the, you know, six figures in, in, in terms of plays, in terms of streams, in terms of, you know, just Three, you know, 500,000 plays or, you know, 200,000 plays and there was no money in it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no money in it. So, you know, if I was 20, I would have hung on. I would have hung in there and I'd have kept going. But it's like, I'm a grown man now. I can't, you know, it's just, it wasn't, it's not sustainable for me. So, um, I'll be back Oh yeah, when the time's
0: right. And that's how you find out you're really doing it for the love of the thing. Yeah. As most have said, like it's easy to but, do it for the love of the thing when you're just starting out, but yeah. 20 years later, if you're not making a living at it and you got to find other ways to make your living while you still try to do it, it you really becomes, are doing it out of love, right? Ex- exactly. And
1: I, I had to make that transition mm. or let's say, cause I'm still in that transition. Yeah. I have to make that transition in order to go back to the love because it wasn't, I love to do it, but it became attached to my like way of like my well being. You know what I mean? Yeah. My own self preservation. It became something that I needed to generate money from in order to survive, and that took some of the joy away from it for me. Speaking yeah. for me, you know. And so I had to fall back so that it could be fun again. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy that I fell back at the same time where artists were emerging that I could enjoy again my type of hip hop. There's an abundance of it now. And you know that 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 motivates me and that brings that brings me joy. So I think that in that space, I, I'm sure I will creep back in at some point because I'm I'm hearing people who make me want to rap again.
0: That's the start of it, right there. I mean, I, I took yeah. a year off of writing, I guess about a year ago. Now I've been back I, at it. I for remember, a year, and I've, I've no, never done that before. I mean, I've been writing since I was, you know, fifteen, probably, wow, pretty much every day. You know, I take a little, like a day or a week off here and there, just out of frustration, you know, right. when stuff's right. not going well or I'm busy. Right. But yeah, I've never sat down and purposely said, you know, I'm not going to write for a year. And I think a lot of the advice that writers give to people who want to be writers is write every day you know set yourself a page limit a word limit do it every morning stick to it but i think the other side of that is at some point you know just take like six weeks off don't write at all you've told me that
1: several times and i think that the barrier between me and any work of literature that maybe um coming out of me at some point mm. is the writing every day. I just cannot do it. <laughs> <laughs> I just cannot do it. I don't do it with And here's oh, now you see now we're having a breakthrough. This is like therapy for That's me. That's good stuff, I didn't Realize yeah. that. There was a time where I wrote rhymes every single day. And then I started making records. when I started making records Mm. I only wrote to make records so that's the difference so I would get a beat and I would say okay I'm gonna write to that beat because I was inspired by that beat and then I would create write a record then it got to I'm not writing the record because I'm recording in the house Mm. so I'm just going I'm listening to the beat over and over and over, and now I'm just recording music, which is why I can't remember any of my rhymes when we have our um, sharing segment <laughs> because I didn't write them. I just wrapped them, and then the song's done. And I don't, if I'm not performing the song, I don't commit it really to memory. <laughs> I think that makes sense, right? And I think the leaving the habit of writing every day took something away from me and that's probably why i'm struggling to write
0: you know just yeah. anything now. i found it a hard habit to break you know i've done it for so beautiful. long that's I beautiful. Think the first first two weeks in particular i was just depressed and anxious wow. know, was generally the first thing i do every morning is get up and write even wow. when it wasn't going well, I would make myself sit there for a couple of hours. You know,
1: that's the discipline, man. Yeah. That's what I would tell. That's what I would tell anyone who, you know, told me they wanted to write. I would, I would tell them yeah. that. I'm just have. I just have a, you know, I don't know. My discipline for it is, I have, I do it. I'll do it in. I'll do it for ten hours straight if I'm in a flow. I won't. Mm-hmm. I won't get up. But, you know, that may be,
0: three times a year. Yeah, and once you got a job and a family, I mean, that being able to latch on to that energy when it hits is harder and harder, right? It's, it's yeah. nine fifteen in the morning, you got to write this bullshit thing for work. You know, and yeah. you really like to write rhymes for 10 hours.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And then, and you that, know, you come on with the end of the day and it's gone. You've missed it.
1: And then there's that. I'm, you know, I mean, I've, I probably have three albums of, you know, material that I came up with in the shower that I didn't have to rush out the shower in order to get dressed and get out the house. And then somewhere between the shower and getting to work, I remember that I had a rhyme in the shower, but Mm -hmm. I cannot remember. Man, I was just (laughs) rapping in the shower, wasn't I? I completely forgot what I was
0: And it's gone, right? It's
1: gone. It's gone.
0: You ever wake up and you've like dreamed something or a line is like right in your head? All the time and I can't access it. you gotta write it down the moment you wake up if it's four in the morning you gotta pee whatever it is you gotta write it down
1: it's so close and i can't access it it's like oh it was so good
0: (laughs) Yup. yeah
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i um i remember um a couple years back i sent you um some rough drafts of um Maybe a beginning chapter of like a memoir. Yeah, absolutely. About 3,000 words. I wrote that in one afternoon.
0: Wow, there you go. I haven't written since. (laughs) It's a great book. I mean, you should come (laughs) back to it. I think you will come back to it at some point.
1: When it's time. Yeah. When it's time.
0: And that's the other side. You know, this gets left out a lot when I hear people give advice to uh, artists of any kind just starting out. You do have to do the right everyday thing or... Rap every day or paint every day, whatever it is. But there's a point where you got to learn when the break is going to yeah. help. When stepping away from it, and leaving it alone just helps you re energize and kind of get yeah. back into the right space to do it again.
1: Absolutely. I wouldn't suggest a five year break, y'all. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I mean, I've seen plenty of artists play live, rappers punk artists who have like a hit song people remember them for mm-hmm. and they're sort of rolling their eyes as they're forced to get up and play it again yeah.
2: after 25 years i mean, I mean de soul does it
0: with, uh, it with uh shit <laughs> me myself and i their first big hit yeah yeah they it, throw in we hate this song into the <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then you hear them trying to like or oh, they did they, they're trying to like switch the flow up which i hate sometimes like when you give me my favorite song, you oh, try to like change play, it up? play with the flow mm-hmm. because you're tired of singing it the same way it is. Like, no, 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 you got to do it exactly the way I remember it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> at, at least with that one, there was a B-side to the single that had an extra verse from Paz, and they'll throw cool. that in. So that's cool. kind of cool with that particular song, because if you had the old single and you had this B-side, you got this extra little verse, and they throw that in sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I could...
1: You know, I, I could... Imagine, you know having to do sex Fifth Avenue flow 20 years from now <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I, I've seen I saw Sir Mix a lot years ago
2: nice
0: and, and at that moment he looked like he felt like that about his whole catalog like he just <laughs> <laughs> not posse on Broadway not that one. yeah even playing posse on Broadway he <laughs> just looked like he wished he was back at home
1: Oh man, I love it! I wish he was on Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> he was back at Dick's. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, who? Yeah, like, yeah, no. You don't make put him on the glass, thinking that you're ever gonna have to really like revisit that
0: <laughs> over and over and over, right? <laughs> and I read him say somewhere that he doesn't like to fly, so that's really messed up his uh, touring career because he, he basically okay. goes on a bus. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it's it's got to wear down on you a little faster that
1: oh, way. Yeah, yeah, no no question about it. I think DJ Khaled had that going on for a while. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, bus everywhere.
0: Well, Travis Barker from Blink-22, right? He was he survived a plane crash. Yeah. Um, he was on fire. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like roll around yeah. On the ground. He won't get on a plane now, and who could blame well, him?
1: Well, yeah, who could blame him? Who could blame him? Um, I don't want to speak out of term. Yeah. Did DJ Am
0: perish in that accident? No, he survived it. If I'm right, oh. along with Travis Barker, but I believe he OD'd just a few years later. Ah. They were I, on the same I just remember, remember thing, him being. Yeah.
1: I just remember him being connected to it, and I know he passed, and I couldn't remember whether that. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe Boy, he died that. a couple years later. Okay. Yeah, but I think um, you know, obviously the trauma, physical and psychological oh, yeah. from a no, plane it, crash. It,
1: it, he was he was down for a while, man. Travis Barker was he was he was messed up. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember it was that was that was uh, some real rehab
0: you had to do. Definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. Tough man. Tough, 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 tough. Yeah, I
0: mean, these are the kind of questions I get from juniors and seniors in college all the time i teach creative writing classes along with the uh, hip-hop class if i haven't mentioned that on the podcast before but uh you know people who say well wow i'm gonna be graduating here in a couple weeks and uh how do i make this happen you know like (laughs) i've written some things i kind of know what a short story is um is it worth going to grad school how would i go about publishing a book or even a, a short story or an essay Right. And a lot of times those questions come last semester of senior year. <laughs> yeah. So I should try have to address
1: that early. Second semester of freshman
0: year. Yeah, you, got, you know, go. Yeah, of course. Of so course, I try course. to address those in freshman year without just discouraging people and saying like, man, you know, it's so tough. You probably shouldn't even try it because <laughs> I don't think it, that's true. And listen, here's the beauty. Here's
1: the beauty of today. Yeah all you gotta do is just do it yeah all you gotta do is just do it there's no you know the the, i mean they're still gatekeepers um they probably always will be gatekeepers but i don't know things have a knack for cutting through man if they're if they're meant to so i would just write record Mm -hmm. perform do whatever it is you do do I, i try to encourage my nephews Dude, it's something like, dude, you could be whatever you want to be now, man. We had to wait till we grew up. What do you want to be when you grow up? You could be whatever you want to be today. Just do it.
0: Yeah, and you know, it it may not be that the thing you love to do and keep doing is what necessarily puts food on your table.
1: That's facts.
0: You know, (laughs) you you may hit those sweet spots where you're able to make a little money off of doing what you love, but it may not be every year the rest of your life. And you no. can still pull it off you know there's plenty of artists out there who are still able to produce great art and um not even worry if that art is going to pay the bills because they found some other way to do it and that's not what art that's not what art is about but i tell you what
1: um you have to make it if mm-hmm. you if that's what you you know want to do if you're a creator you have to create um continue to create i'm talking to myself now <laughs> and um because you never, you never know, man. You never know. I listen. I was telling a, um a friend of mine the other day. You know because I get a check every. I get a check twice a month. You know what I mean? It's not. It's beeper money. But <laughs> um <laughs> you know, I can I can say, but it keeps the website paid for. You know what I mean? It keeps yeah. the uh, um, it, it, it. I'm able to um take care of like the um the storefront you know the the hosting all of that none of that you know it just it works itself it runs itself
0: and that's beautiful so this is the check you get for like streaming yeah okay great
1: um and you know shoot we you know we're still getting we get royalties for jazz hop one yeah um still that's a seven-year-old album that's actually the most money we get you know, me and Gaslight. It's amazing. Um, and, but there's no limit on that. You mm. know what I mean? Um, our producer, Anthony, uh, might decide he wants to shoot a feature film. And he may put Jazz Hop on the um, soundtrack or, or make it part of the score. And next thing you know, you know, that check's coming in and it's a $10,000 check and I'm yeah. 62. <laughs> there's no way of telling but the art exists and so it's there forever man and you know what i mean it, it's it's a real shot at immortality and that's what i would tell anyone who's a creator man you just you know oh, yeah. put yourself in that put yourself in that space man you know you never know what's gonna happen man somebody might just decide hey you know what this story about this kid from kentucky who's a white ally of <laughs> is compelling <laughs> I'm going to say something about it. I'm going to mention it somewhere. I'm going to put it somewhere. And next thing you know, you know, there's a 300% spike oh, yeah. in sales. So I, and,
0: so, and even if that person just sends you an email and just says, hey, man, I really like this. I'm going to tell you in a couple of sentences why. That's great. Well, I mean, that's, that's kind I of do. like your version of getting a birthday card as a yeah. grown-up. And sometimes well, there's a little $5 check in it. You know, yeah. like
1: well, you know, we're, we're, we're like salt of the earth people so yeah. me and you get a, me and you that, that's what we do it for at the end of the day anyway you know what i mean it's not it's not really about money and i mean money's cool
0: you know money's here and there cool. i'll get like a royalty check for something i did yeah, say yeah, 10 years cool. ago and it'll be like 75 dollars yeah but i'll think money's like cool. that's a surprise Somebody just yeah. mail me 75 dollars
1: you you know <laughs> yeah, a beautiful thing that's why i'm saying i get a check every month and it's like I did this in my bedroom, man, seven years
0: ago. Yeah. Someone's still sending me $50. And your past self did that work. You didn't even yeah. do it today. How about
1: that? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing.
0: It's kind of magic, really.
1: And that's, to, you know, forever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> as long as people are listening, to the, people discover the music every day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just, um, a couple months back, shout out to... Um, will harris will harris directed the uh shot and directed the uh Saks avenue flow video great video okay great video um has gone on to do amazing things he is now like a documentary uh he has a docu-series following ufc fighters wow that's cool um, a lot of his footage has been used you know in all kinds of stuff he had like the conor mcgregor footage when he like assaulted the um the other guy i can't remember his name guy from like kazakhstan or something he's a big deal though but um and he was on the joe rogan experience wow that's cool discussing like his kind of rise you know because joe's all into that joe rogan's all into that ufc stuff and in the interview he says you know, he's asking about how he got his start, and he's saying, you know, I did this and I did that, and then, you know, I shot this video called Saks Fifth Avenue Flow. And by him saying that, people have gone to the YouTube page and said, "I came here because Will Harris was on <laughs> Joe Rogan," or wow, "I came look here that. because of Joe Rogan." So you just you don't know, but if it wasn't if it wasn't there, there'd be no conversation to be had. So it sounds so like you just, owe
0: Joe Rogan twenty five dollars. <laughs> that's what this comes back to no because
1: youtube doesn't pay
0: anything maybe joe rogan owes you $100, maybe. a hundred dollars that's
1: how i didn't get it i didn't get a dime for that but <laughs> i thank i thank joe rogan and well i thank will harris and i thank joe rogan for having will harris on the show for sure it's a beautiful but it's a beautiful thing and i, I say that to say if you don't create the art you don't have those opportunities for people to consistently discover a song you made eight years ago. Yeah, that's a good way to
0: put it. And I mean, I think we've been talking about enthusiasm mm-hmm. more than anything on this episode. And just how do you keep that for something you've been doing for 20 or 30 years? How are you still thrilled and excited to show people this latest thing you've made? And that's, that's kind of magic, right? Being yeah, able to it latch really onto is. that
1: it really is it really is it really it's like lightning in a bottle for 20 years you know what i mean oh, like yeah. who, who does that <laughs> <laughs> who does that it's like you know oh, i was gonna get myself in trouble but <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that metaphor alone
0: <laughs> and i think enthusiasm is hard to come by when uh, yeah. so much shit is going on in the world and people yeah. are kind of stuck and worried and scared about what things are going to look like when we go back outside and if we can go back to work, if we can go back to campus, all that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, to be able to make something and say, you know, I really like this, you know, just to sit here and read back through it or listen back through it it puts a smile on my face.
1: 100%. 100%. That's why we keep keep doing it. And more so, even more than that, a buddy of mine um, from – uh, where's my man from? I, you know, I, you know, I got these guys, man, and they, they, um, is they it Belarus again? Me. No, it's not Belarus. It may be Poland, though. Okay. Um, and he, you know, he he hit me up the other day. He wanted me to do one of those like 16 bar challenges things. You Ooh, know, okay. like I'm rap, rapping into my phone, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that. But um. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's going on? I mean, I haven't written anything in like a year and some change. Like, I'm I'm really not active. He's like, oh, that's sad. You know what I mean? And he's like, man, Trom, like, I hope you come back. You know what I mean? Because, you know, and I don't know that dude from a campaign, (laughs) man. You know
0: what I mean? But. That's a motivator right there. To know
1: that there's someone on the other side of the world who, you know, holds you in a certain regard. Yeah you know what i mean is 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 that's what it's about that's what it's about that's what it's about there's a um there's a clip i posted to instagram of like a little kid in like japan and his i think his dad gave his kids in diapers his dad gave him like the little um walkman recorder and he's like listening to um A song called "Know a Little" by Me and Gas Lab. Wow, there you go. And he's like dancing and laughing and you know, like
0: that's uh, you told me. I've seen that video. I saw when you posted that. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: If you you told me when I was ten years old that one day some kid in Japan, a baby at that, would be you know jamming out (laughs) to (laughs) one of my tunes, I'd have signed up for it in a second. I'd have said, I'll take it. I don't care what, you know, I'll take it. That's all I wanted to that's all I ever wanted to do, man. That so, is a pretty
0: amazing video. I remember when you posted that.
1: Yeah, no. Sometimes when I'm feeling away, man, I just I just watch that. Yeah. Like five times. And I go, <laughs> Yeah, it's all good. You know what I mean? When I feel like creatively, like, ah, oh, this sucks. I didn't you know, this didn't happen or that or I didn't it's like, No, it happened. You did it. Yeah, that's pretty you amazing. Yeah, you did it. You did it! You did it! And with that, man, I don't know. Do you have anything for us today?
0: Enthusiasm. I think that's it. That's the word for the day. That's the word. And we were yeah. so glad to see it with Casual. Um, go listen to Big Head Science by Casual. It's one of my favorite albums to come out this year. Word, word. I think it'll word. be the 2020 album if I get now, through you, all 20.
1: Now, it's officially out.
0: It's officially out. Yeah, it's on all Spotify, right, I'm and I'm I think all of to
1: that today. I, I yeah. was waiting for it, but I missed that it dropped. uh, I yeah. love casual. I didn't have a hundred dollars so um
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know another cool moment that it reminded me of that you and I shared actually. There's a great rascast verse, and I was listening to it. It's on Casual's album. oh yes, and I remember damn I, I shook Rascast's hand. I met Rascast briefly. We met Rascast. we hung out with Rascast briefly, but it yeah. counts <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I've got his I still got his phone
0: number. Ah uh, look at that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember you guys traded yeah. info. That's true. Yeah, I still got his phone number. Him and um Bishop Lamont. Oh yeah. We went yeah. to uh MK Asante's release party for the paperback of his memoir Buck, which is an amazing memoir you guys should all check out. It's called Buck by MK Asante. Yes. And uh it was at the Rap Genius headquarters in Brooklyn. Yes. And I mean, Kaz was go gonna perform
1: and he lost it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got right. shut down, right? Amazing book. It did get shut down. It did yeah. get shut down. It was at one of these little, nice high-rise apartments in um, in Brooklyn. Yeah, it was in Williamsburg, area. I think. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Right on yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Right on the water. Beautiful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And the cops. Beautiful. No, Razcast cannot play. <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta stand next to him. We gotta shake his hand. Dave got his phone number.
1: Good times, good times, good times, good times. I totally forgot about that. Good times,
0: man. Yeah, it was cool. Cool, cool. All right, cool. in with enthusiasm, one of those another special moments that uh, we've gotten to through our love of hip-hop.
1: Absolutely. Did you um, did you have something to share today?
0: No. <laughs> I forgot no. that we did that. It's been so long since no, we recorded. No, I
1: know, I know. I'm going to play a verse. I'm going to play this verse. Um, Go for it, and then I'll dig something up okay perfect so I'll, I'll so i'll do you one better i'll play the i'll play as much of the song
0: mm-hmm. as
1: it's needed for you to um find what you're digging up
0: hey i'm good anytime so go for it whatever you want to read or, or play. awesome so this is dreyard
1: um oh, the song we go. is cold flow featuring floopy gans i hope i'm saying his name right um trom Diggs and recognize ali here we go
2: I'm vital sound flash you suicidal, homie, you and I know, but you don't want to do that, true that, the last tap, got his chest blew back, true facts, I'm loony with it, pick a style, let me flip, I go foolie with it, I got a file full of chicks, I'm George Clooney with it, man of adventure, soul rebel, thumpy killer, 91 on Utica, ass snuffing niggas, I'm outside with the killers in the cook's dwell. Could tell a couple of tales on a track and hope the hook sell. But rather rip that revolutionary. Drop a gem or two. My interviews like my interludes. I'm official tissue. You could get with this or you can rock them lame The Same bro with insane flows. I never change though. My outlook like outlook. I'm getting my mail. Whether or not the records are sale, I'm respected and held The out. Mm. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Send
1: yeah, me man. that
0: one, too. I absolutely will. You know I will.
2: You know I will.
0: So I'll read a little thing. Um, This was in a zine that my friend Peter Richter edited and put out to raise money for Feeding America COVID-19 Response Fund. Cool. It's that's sold the basketball out. book, right? That's the basketball book, I've yeah. got to get that.
1: I've got to get that. It's in, my, it's in my um, browser.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Purchase. I don't have my a copy of it yet either. The last time I checked, it was still sold out. But, uh, oh, wow. Let's oh, hope wow. they get some more in production because we can keep oh, raising some money for Feed America.
1: Salute to being sold out. We like that.
0: Yeah, it sold out quick. Um, Peter Richter was a student of mine years ago at Ryder, and uh, since he's gone on to work for Penn America, and he's drawn all kinds of, or he's made all kinds of art that the NBA has used in the Chicago, Rush. I think it was the White Sox used, put together this thing that everybody who came to like a, a VIP thing got to take home with them, so he's out Rush. there. He's somebody who's really made it writing books and doing art and that kind of stuff and Rush. figured out... Rush. How to make a living on top of it. So it's cool. He's doing some stuff for charity. And this is my little contribution from that book. Um, It's the only place it exists, but I'll read a little piece of it here. Um, It's just kind of a silly little story called Double Dribble. (laughs) So here it is. It's about a basketball announcer who realizes that he can just say things and they'll happen. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Double Dribble. In the stadium, it was inevitable. The pent-up growls and the sing-song pickpockets, the toss-up gossip and the game ball pink for breast cancer. This was basketball. We sat enthralled as the players sat down for a bench vacation, their stalwart lounging lounging inadmissible as a double dribble. I folded my hands into a dwelling for the religious throngs and offered my description of tip-off. The kings take responsibility, fastidiously dodge and cut through the resistance screen, melt away into nothing, in fact, and handspring down the court. Three-pointer. Voice slack as five-button upholstery, I announced with a headstrong lilt to match my husky compatriots. We described games. Outlasting Sunday school sermons and audio tape books for the blind, we hospitably utilized adjectives for sports competitions. There in our booth, the three of us arched our tongues and sang of the possibilities of free throws, the question of ball possession, and the hilarity of the end zone fanatics. Some called us soothsayers, but we didn't cause the wins so much as describe them. But what if we did? Basketball broadcasts are a damnable thing mired in enmity and censored swears, so I took a week off and reworked my delivery. And once I came back, I said, Kings manhandle the metal musicians, and it simply came to pass. Pulling their long hair from under their bandanas, the point guard evaded two wailing crooners and enacted a layup that warmed our bones. Emerging from the melee, the embarrassed and tattooed singers stood, adjusted their sequined headbands, and admitted defeat. It felt good to me. I depicted this outermost fantasy into existence. When it came to acoustics, my tireless descriptions hovered near the ceiling once more. You have quite the
1: imagination, my Thanks. man. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a little
0: fun, weird one. But it was cool to yeah. see. Uh, <laughs> Peter asked me to write it, and uh, hopefully, it kept somebody from going hungry.
1: Absolutely. I when I saw the uh, when you when I saw the link and I checked it out, my first thought was, "What did Mickey contribute <laughs> to a basketball?" Ball?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's a it's kind of an odd mix of folks. It's a lot of uh, artists. Okay. and then a couple of sports writers right and then Tyler not Gregson who's a poet and then I wrote like this goofy little thing uh, kind of like a, a nonsensical fantasy in the world very of cool. basketball
1: very cool very cool man very cool well that's a wrap on that man
0: that's it go by decades basketball is it. past present it's and got future got when it's uh back up and able to be bought
1: yeah. help yeah. feed people right. Right. and as always um, you know Check out uh, any of um the Mickey Hess uh collection of um books and stories available and um
0: a lot of it for free out. right there on Google Books, same as you can find Trom digs on you can find all
1: of my stuff for free. <laughs> YouTube, Spotify, everywhere. Thanks to the recording industry, yeah. everything is free.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think books are headed that direction eventually.
1: Uh, it, uh, it, uh, it, books. We're, we're we're making books now. We're talking books. Man. Yeah. There
2: you
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going with this thing. But uh yeah, man.
0: Oh, good to get back at it, man. That's uh, another episode done. All right, see you guys next time.
1: Peace out.
2: I never though. my mail whether not. The respected the mouth.